0: This week on Twip Weddings, it's Christmas season, and for most wedding photographers in North America, wedding season is winding down, and along with that, so too are sales. Most wonder how they'll make it through the tough winter months when business tends to be slower and the money stops rolling in. On this episode, we're going to share some strategies to help drive sales this Christmas and end the year on a strong note to make sure you've got those extra dollars in your bank account to help you get through the leaner months. And welcome back to another episode of TWIP Weddings. My name is Bruce Clark, and once again, I'm joining the co-host chair by Mr. Robert Evans and Mr. Brian Caparici. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. For those watching the video, um, we, we, Robert's in the dark today. He hasn't paid his electric bill, so he's in the dark today. So we can't see his video, <laughs> but we can hear him loud and clear. So we're going we're gonna to roll with that. So
1: I'm actually having a bad face day, so I just thought I'd
0: spare our audience. I always have a bad face day. They always say I have a face made for radio, so (laughs) – or a face made for podcasting, so. Awesome. Well, this week, um, we've got Christmas isn't too far off. We're just a few weeks away, and so we decided we're going to dedicate this episode to sharing some strategies for increasing your holiday sales so you can finish your year off on a strong note. But before we get into that discussion, uh, we want to remind you how you can participate in the show. We've got several different ways to interact with us. First, you can visit the website at www.thisweekinphoto.com/weddings. Uh, there, you'll find the show notes for each episode, which contain links to everything that we mentioned on the show, and you can also leave your comments and feedback for us in the comments section. If you do have a question or a suggestion for a topic uh, that we can talk about in a future episode, you can also email us. Our email address is twipwed at thisweekinphoto.com. Or if you prefer using social media, just add the hashtag twipwed to your post and we'll periodically keep our eye out for those posts as well. And if you want to follow us and interact with us, we're on Instagram. Uh, You can follow us over there at twipwed. And we also have a Facebook group, be sure to check that out. We'll have links to that. Uh, join our Facebook group. We're getting new members every week and uh, discussions kind of starting on there. So, jump on in our Facebook group and participate. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump into the show. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, so this week we decided we wanted to talk about – Brian, you actually decided – you came up with this topic and I thought it was a really good suggestion. Um, you know, we want to talk about – how to drive uh, your, your Christmas sales. So obviously, we're all kind of based here in North America. So first, a caveat, we're going to acknowledge the fact that, we, that we're that we in, you know, kind of talking from a North American centric um, angle. So obviously, we've got listeners worldwide. And things may be a bit different in your region, you might be coming into high season, for example, if you're in somewhere warm climate, like Australia, for example. But here in North America, for most wedding photographers, wedding season around the Christmas time definitely starts to, to wind down a little bit. I know there are, you know, some people have Christmas weddings or New Year's Eve weddings, but in, in general wedding season does start to kind of taper off and it does slow down a little bit. And along, you know, along with that, so to do sales tend to slow down a little bit as well. And I know a lot of photographers who kind of wonder, you know, they're kind of like bears. They're going to go into hibernation for a couple of months. You know, they're going to wonder, have they stocked up enough, you know, Uh, fat stores to make it through the winter, the winter months, right? So they kind of wonder if I got enough in the bank account to get me through, you know, January, February, March, uh, when things, you know, maybe the money isn't rolling in like it is during wedding season. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some strategies, talk about maybe ways you could drive some sales this Christmas and end your year off on a strong note to make sure you've got some of those extra dollars in your bank account to get you through those leaner months. So let's maybe first, let's just talk a little bit about the seasonality of, of what we do as wedding photographers and maybe your guys' experiences on, you know, when when is your slow season? Because obviously people in different regions and different areas, it's going to be a bit different. Like I know Melissa Jill, who we have on the show from time to time, her busy season isn't during the summer because she's in based down in Arizona. And it's way, way too hot. People don't want to get married when it's, you know. Hot like the surface of the sun, um, so she tends to be quieter in the summer. Whereas here up in Canada, that's you know June, July, August—that's our peak months when we're busy. So what what's it like in your guys' area in terms of do you have seasonality in your in your business and when is that when are your kind of your highs and your lows?
1: I think you know probably most places, um, other than a few states, you know probably do follow into the traditional. I know in Los Angeles, California, I mean we're still. The slowest months, January, February, March, you know, December can be a little slow, but sometimes you're doing holiday parties or, you know, things like that. But I've kind of always noticed, you know, the upswing to wedding season begins in April and tapers down in November. Um, I have a good friend, Carlos Baez, who's in Miami, and he says, you know, they're busy uh, during the months, generally upswing in November, you know, downswing in May, because you know, Florida's hot and humid as well as it's hurricane season, so they always kind of run that risk. Um, so I think people are less likely to want to try to plan their weddings uh in those months. And obviously people want it cooler and not as humid.
0: Yep. Yep. Brian, how about you? What's it like in your region of the world? You're in Niagara, right?
2: Yeah, so I'm in Ontario, so we have uh the snow season, <laughs> mm-hmm. usually from December to, you know, March, Aprilish, depending on the year. Um I think Bruce you and I are probably the same like you know for us wedding season is mid to end April um right up until you know beginning of November and then obviously there's usually a few outliers you know I've had New Year's Eve weddings I've had I've got a wedding this year in December I had a couple this past year in February so I mean you certainly do get them in the off season but I'd say for the most part for Canadians the the bulk of the wedding season is you know April to November ish um with that being said, like I, I just may, maybe if if we can just double back for a second, Bruce, you you skimmed over something and I wanna maybe just give it a little bit more time to breathe because yeah. um I think we've all been there and I think we all get there. And I wanna just acknowledge to the photographers listening that it's okay when you get there. And it's that that time come, February, March, April. When you're in the off-season, you haven't had the deposits coming in, you haven't had the wedding payments come in, you haven't had the sessions and all that, and things get tight, things get tough. And I think many photographers get to that point where it's almost like, will I even survive? Like, should I go look for another job? I know a lot of photographers locally who are, you know, really great wedding photographers that run a really great full-time business that they've gotten to that point where it gets really, really tight in that you know late off season that they're saying I should get a job somewhere else just like on weekends or serving just to make a little bit of extra money to, to pay the bills and I just I guess want to acknowledge that if you've been there or if you get there it's okay because everyone goes through it but what you have to do is learn from it and then plan accordingly to not get there next year you know and it's sort of all about being smart with your money and planning for it and I think. You know, the discussions that we're going to have today about Christmas, you can have a huge influx of cash and capital come December if you plan out your season well and if you plan out your marketing well for it and it's a intentional decision instead of it just being a reactionary thing where it's like, oh, crap, I'm going to run out of money in a few months. I should – put up a sale so if you're smart about it you can have a really good injection of money and then if you're smart about spending your money in the off season that money can easily last you through until the season starts up again but i guess i just wanted to give that some room to breathe to acknowledge to say everyone goes through it it's okay if you've gone through it um just try and try and plan around it and expect it and know it's probably going to happen
0: yeah absolutely that's it yeah i'm glad you glad you brought that back up and and you know, uh, talked about that because yeah, that's, I think everybody encounters that, you know, whether they're at the beginning of their career or even in the middle of their career that we've yep. all probably been through it and all gone through it. Right. And like you say, it comes down to proper planning, budgeting plays a big role in that. I know it's, it's tempting when all that money's coming in that, you know, <laughs> the gear acquisition syndrome, people run out and they buy all this gear and then they go, Oh no, I, how am I going to pay rent in February and March? Right. So yeah, definitely acknowledging those seasonalities and and those slower, times and and planning, like you say, with intent so that, you know, you can get through those, you know, ups ups and downs in the business cycle for sure. So, yeah. So let's, um, let's talk about that. Let's, you know, again, we're, we're getting close on Christmas. So maybe some of this advice, maybe it might be late for some people to implement for this Christmas season. Maybe not. Uh, But I think what it can do is plant the seeds that you start thinking about these things say next year. So not waiting until say December to suddenly go, Oh crap. I'm going to run out of money in February. I better find a way to quickly get some sales in December. Maybe you start planning this out and thinking about it in like June or July. So for both of you, I'm going to ask both of you, Do you are there things that you do at Christmas on a regular basis or that you've been doing in your business on a regular basis? And if so, like when did you start planning those things or you know what are they? So maybe, Robert, let's throw it to you. What, uh, what kind of things do you do? Is there any special things you do at, at your studio around the Christmas season? OK, well, before I do that, I want just a real
1: quick answers on this since since Brian brought the, that up and we've all been through that before. But what are some of the things that you can do that you guys have done for fast cash, like the oh shite moment where you're like, OK, I need to generate some cash really quickly. Like what are some of the things you've done in the past in those months to get some quick cash?
2: Um, okay, I, I'll I quickly take this and then Bruce, pass it back over to you. Sure. Um, one of the things that I've done in the past when I've gotten to that point where you need a quick cash injection is um, a family portrait plan. Now, I know this isn't necessarily directly related to wedding photography, but it's something that I've done in the past with past wedding clients that I know are either pregnant or are already have a child or you know i'll basically reach out to them and say um, i'm offering this great new plan only to some of my favorite select clients in the past this isn't something that you can just call in and, and book and get it's only for existing clients and i wanted to give you an opportunity to get into it and basically what it is is you pay up front for 10 portrait sessions with me that can be used within 10 years so one a year um, and with that with every portrait session. Because you're buying them in bulk up front, each one is heavily discounted and will also be including uh, you know, an 8x10 print with each session. And then afterwards, you can go ahead and purchase anything that you'd like to from the session itself. So if you plan that out properly, that could easily be $1,000 per client. And so if you were to reach out to you know 20 of your clients, it's a great deal if you present it in the right way to your client. Um, if you've established a really good relationship with them and they want to continue working with you as their photographer, um, most clients wouldn't turn that down. So if you got 10 of your clients on board with it, that's a quick way to $10,000 and it also guarantees you the business for the next 10 years. Nice. That's a good strategy.
1: I
0: I haven't encountered it yet because up until last year, I also had a second, um, secondary job. I had another full-time job that I was doing, so I, (laughs) I never really had to, to worry about it. Um, I'm worrying about it this year. Uh, definitely, you know, it's on my radar and something that I'm keeping a close tabs on now. I've been pretty good at, at budgeting and planning for, you know, it possibly being a little slower during January, February, March. Now I don't just do wedding photography. You know, I also do some commercial, uh, work and some event work too. And then I also teach. So that's something that I do during the winter months as I teach. So I know kind of upfront that I've got some, some revenue coming in, in those months. Um, I'm second shooting still. So I've got a few friends. Uh, I've already got four or five winter weddings kind of through January, February, March that I'm second shooting. So I kind of know that I'll be able to keep the lights on and, you know, keep the heat going and put gas in the car. So I'm not, you know, I'm not too stressed about that. But um, some quicks, uh, one quick strategy or one thing that uh, might work is I'm, I'm looking back through at our, you know, again, so, sort of like Brian kind of work and see if there's ways that you can mine your existing customer database and Mm -hmm. and what can you offer your existing customers that maybe they hadn't thought of. So maybe going back to those uh, wedding clients that didn't do um, uh, parent albums and maybe offering some kind of a special on parent album. Because I know a lot of times, even the album companies themselves will offer promotions um, around the Christmas period. And sometimes you can take advantage of those promotions and then pass those promotions along to your your clients. Um, So kind of looking for ways that you can kind of mine your existing customer database and see... If there's any revenue opportunities, and we'll get into that, and talk about what are some of the different products that maybe you might consider. But those would be some just some quick things, um, short of going to a pawn shop or selling my body, which wouldn't get me very much. Those would be the quick cash <laughs> things that I could <laughs> that I could think of. Robert, how hey, about you? What would you do for quick cash? Keep it PG. Well, now.
1: <laughs> well, my winter my winter job is I I have an Etsy store where I knit doilies with my clients' faces on them. <laughs> nice. And they really like that. They like Um, that? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm going to give you something that I've actually done in the past. Um, I haven't done it in a long time. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about that, which is sort of why I answered the question or asked the question, not answered it, Um, is tap into kind of like you guys are alluding to, but tap into the resources that you already have. Most photographers, um, you know, have Clients booked six months to a year in advance, so maybe you have a full calendar in those summer months. Uh, So in the past, when I had the same situation and I was cash flow poor in the slower months, I reached out to my existing wedding clients that had already booked me, and I said to them, I gave them a deal, and I said, if you are willing to uh, pay an extra $1,000 towards your package right now, I'll give you a $500 credit towards anything you want. Um, so you can adjust that to your own business. If a thousand is too much, you could do a $500 credit. You can do, you know, you can give away a print, a 16 by whatever you want to do in lieu of it. But when I would do that, people would respond me. They, they go, this is a great deal. So I'm going to make 500 bucks and I'd raise six, seven, eight, ten thousand $10,000 in, you know, a couple of weeks just by sending out emails to the weddings that I
0: already had booked. So anyway, I just have to clarify because it was a bit confusing. Yeah, me so, too. so so you <laughs> offered them something for a so, so they'd have to pay a thousand dollars to get a five hundred dollar credit. Correct. I don't so, know how I would I would take up on that. I'm not sure. Wh- no, I would say if you
1: if you're willing to pay a thousand dollars towards your balance, which technically isn't oh, due. Oh they're they're paying oh, towards their balance. Oh, I gotcha, okay. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it's gotcha. a payment Bye.
0: incentive. Yeah, Crit.
1: yeah. Just make a payment now, uh, which uh, technically isn't due until you know three weeks before your wedding, whatever your policy right. is. Yep, and right. if you're willing to give me a thousand of dollars of the four thousand, five thousand, whatever you owe me, then I will. I will pass along. I'll give you a five hundred dollar credit that you can use. Uh, you can you know do whatever you want with that. Even if they opted to get a parent album, you know we all know that it doesn't you know cost us five hundred dollars. To produce that parent album,
0: gotcha. So you can
1: do whatever you want. You decide what you want to give, what your value add to them is. You know the you know the carrot in front of the horse. Uh, but uh, I would find people would respond to it. I mean, even so much that I said I'm. I would even like you know say the first ten people, the first five people that respond only get this. I'm only offering it. You know, I can't do it for everyone, and gotcha. I get I get five six people. Boom, right off the bat. And then I'd maybe get like, wow, I just got ten grand in deposits or whatever it was. And then I'd say, you know, I get more people asking, like, you know, and I'd say no. I'm like, oh, you know, sorry, I, you, I already reached my limit or whatever.
0: Gotcha. Um, so, so your your strategy was more about sort of just changing that cash flow ebb and ebb and flow, not so much necessarily bringing in more more additional revenue on top of what you correct, already had. correct. Gotcha.
1: It was just tapping into somebody, people. You know, if you looked at your books, people already owe you. You know, you have. Let's say you have 25 weddings in the summer and they're all, you know, May through November, you sure. know, l- ask those people and say, hey, I'm willing to give you, you know, if you just want to pay a 1000 or 500 you know, towards your balance. And I was honest, I would say, you know, I even said like, you know, I do this, you know, the winter months are like a little slower cash flow. So in order to generate income, I do this special. It's only offered to f- the first 10 people who respond, uh, you know, and people would jump at it.
2: Hey, this is just, I'm just kind of spitballing here and this kind of gave me a thought. I'd, I've i never considered this, but I'm just kind of thinking it out loud right now, brainstorming. But um, what if as a wedding photographer, you wanted to make that always the case in the sense that instead of doing like, you know, most of us do a big deposit and then a big amount before the wedding and the remaining balance after the wedding. What if instead you were able to say to your client, you know, our payment plan is 10 payments for the next 10 months split out to be whatever the amount would be. And then that way you as the photographer has a more consistent cash flow as opposed to these ups and downs. That's just an idea that I just thought of to think that might be a way to give yourself more consistency in the off-season.
1: Yeah, right? that's true. So, yeah. Or even even thirds. Like, it's a, right. you know, it's a third now and then a third. And then you say, you know, I do uh, a November payment you know, and just keep everybody on the same month so you know and remember. Right. Or even like do what I'm saying but offer that as an incentive when they're booking. Like, hey, right. I usually ask for a, a $2,000 deposit, uh, whatever you choose. I said, but then I also do this offer where if you're willing to make another payment in December, uh, you know, right around the holidays and when time's short and it's with cash flow in the studio, I'll do X. And then your balance won't be due until, you know, July 1st for your July 14th wedding or whatever.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's a good thought for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you look at a lot of places, they offer that, right? Like a payment, like get it now for just three easy payments of, you know, $29.99. Right. So you yeah. could, you could break your, yeah, absolutely. You could break, I like that idea is you could break your payment um, structure up such that it's spread it out a little bit more over the year So it isn't suddenly like. You're not uh, who was it, Duck McScrooge? At, you know, in, in July <laughs> and August, where you're sitting on your giant pile of money, and then right. you know, and then there's you know nothing <laughs> the rest of the year. Definitely a good way to kind of even out those ebbs and flows in the cash flow. Um, well,
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's like sure. it would work. It would help you as the photographer in that in that cash flow, but also I feel like it would it it could be a potentially even like a sales tool in the sense that if someone's looking at, let's say, they have a budget of five thousand dollars, but they really want what's in your seven thousand dollar package. That, that's an easy way to say well listen like let's go ahead and book that package it's really only going to change your monthly payment by 25 dollars a month or whatever it works out to be it's bad math but like it, it makes the hit on their wallet and on their credit card much more um much less aggressive right like right, you could yeah. say like if we do it that way you can go ahead and book the package you want and get everything you want it's going to be five hundred dollars for each payment over the next year. Is that okay with you? And then, you know, that's something that's much easier to swallow for them. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because there are probably a lot of wedding, you know, other wedding vendors are probably doing things exact, the exact same way where it's this big upfront retainer right. or deposit, whatever you want to call it. And right. then balance, you know, the final balance due maybe two, three weeks or a month before the wedding. So they're suddenly getting hit a month before the wedding with all, you know, Catering and venue and photographer and it's a whole it's a big outlay of cash and that might be that might be putting them in a financial crunch too. So if you can maybe offer a way to spread that out and make the hit a little less painful, um, yeah, definitely might. You might be able to like say book that bigger package. It's sort of like even
1: rethinking maybe just the simplicity. I know this is sort of saying the same thing, but how you do your deposit if you're the photographer says I take half now and half you know two weeks before the wedding and maybe you don't need half. I mean, I know I don't do, I take a lesser of a deposit up front because I want the balance around the wedding because I have more expenses then. But let's say you have a $5,000 wedding package and you do half. That's your policy. I think a lot of photographers do that. So you're going to take $2,500 and then another $2,500 before the wedding. But maybe you do this, what we're talking about. You're like, you know what? I'll take 1500 now and then in December, whenever you decide you want to do it, uh, we do a thousand dollar payment, and then and then you are at half, and then your balance will be the rest of it will be before the wedding. It's just sort of rethinking the amount of money and when you take that money.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it for sure. Yeah,
0: I know we changed our like the very first year in, in business. I think we only had six weddings booked. I mean, it was our very first year in business, and we were late, kind of getting into into it, and uh, and we had three cancel oh just break up or just three in one year and i said is this how it's always going to people said that was very unusual like three out of, out of like half of huh. our weddings and at that point in time we were only taking like a 25 percent retainer so we kind of upped our retainer at that point to a 50 percent um, retainer but yeah i like your suggestion uh, robert of maybe change you know maybe still getting it but maybe spreading it out over a couple months or For sure. So, yeah, there's there's definitely some cash flow management ways that you can deal with maybe taking your retainers from your existing clients that can help, again, spread that cash flow out over the year a little bit smoother and and even out those those bumps in the road. So you don't have these high highs and low lows um, in terms of cash flow. Right. So let's, let's um, sort of just get, circle back to kind of the Christmas season. Which let's is answer kind of the question. Get, but, but no, it's good. Yeah, no, <laughs> I like that because it's a, a very good strategy for sure. Um, so do you guys have um, any Christmas specific Christmas campaigns or things that you do each year at Christmas time that you find are effective um, in terms of driving some revenue and, and kind of ending the year off on a, on a good bank? Robert, I'll let you start.
1: Yes. I mean, I do uh, run a portrait campaign. Uh, Right now it's uh, late September, uh, early October, and we've already started it. I've done a um, Facebook campaign where I take a You know, some portraits, I just put it up on my business page and then I promote it. So I spend money. We've talked about this on the show and I promote it. I just did one recently where I allocated $500 sort of as an experiment and I picked some cities. I picked the age demographic women um, and it reached around, uh, I want to say it said the reach was like, 30,000 people and I definitely got interaction on the page itself, people asking about packages, people booking appointments. Um, so it's one of the first times I've sort of experimented, you know, I've done a little bit before, but like in this case, um, you know, beyond the other promotions that you might uh, strategize and plan for mailings, reaching out to your past clients, uh, that type of thing. Um, I think one of the other things that, uh, I've done in the past, uh, where you could reach out to all the people whose weddings that you've photographed this year up until the holidays are around then. And um, we all know our clients are procrastinators and everybody takes forever to order, order albums, order, you know, and again, offer some sort of special. But in this case, I like to do like a reprint uh, special because uh, as most of you know, um, you know, I think less and less of people, of course, now are ordering paper prints, but, you know, it's our job as photographers to, you know, make that happen. So I do like kind of offer like a two for one special, or if you spend, uh, you know, $500, I'll give you a $300 credit or, you know, those type of things, you know, you can offer that, especially with reprints because, you know, there's some good margin there. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good way again to, you know, people will jump on it. You know, or spend five hundred dollars on you know reprints and gifts for the holidays, and uh, we'll give you a free eleven by fourteen or whatever it is. But those tend to work really well. Okay,
0: excellent, Brian. How about you? What uh, kind of campaigns do you run at your, at your studio around okay.
2: Christmas? I actually made like a little list here that I thought maybe I could just run through quickly. Yeah, because um, I think I think uh, you know, like I said earlier. I think you have to plan for it. I think you have to be sort of ahead of yourself on it. It can't just be necessarily a reactionary thing, although we just have given some good ideas to allow for sort of some quick capital. Um, but if you plan for it properly, I think it could be really beneficial. The first one that I, that I almost every year plan for is doing some kind of gift certificate promotion. So around Christmas time, um, this would just be something that I'd either I'd market to my existing clients, but also out there in the open on social media perhaps i've even run ads before in newspapers and uh, radio things in the past as well but some kind of gift certificate promotion and i've toyed with different formats of it Um, the one that i always like doing um, that i find to be most beneficial is whatever gift certificate uh, amount you purchase you'll get that in a credit towards prints at your at your viewing appointment Okay, so, so they buy if like you, a $200 it, gift certificate? Exactly, yeah. So if you buy a you know, $200 <laughs> or a $300 gift certificate now, um, that will cover your portrait session and you'll have $300 to use towards prints at your viewing appointment. So they're basically getting the session for free, hmm. more or less. But yeah. for me, in, in the model of business that I run uh, by doing in-person sales and all that, the session itself is almost inconsequential in terms of the, the overall amount that I would get from a portrait session on at a viewing appointment. Right. Yeah. So that's one model that I've, that I've used. I've also done it before where it's, um, you know, if you, if you buy $200 gift certificate, you get half of its value in addition. So if you buy $200, you get a $300 gift certificate. If you buy 500, (coughs) you get 750. So you get an extra 50% on top of it to use towards whatever you want to use. So I've done that model as well in the past. Um, but again, like those are things that you could market to your existing clients. You could market it to the public on social media and ads, whatever you want to do. And, you know, you could, you could have some quick capital there as well because everyone wants to buy those things for Christmas to give as gifts. Mm. So that's one um, thing I've done before. I've done the um, idea of like en masse extending all of the online galleries around Christmas time. So like around Christmas time, when I know that I'd have time to get the orders in, make the prints and then deliver them for Christmas. So usually sometime around uh, beginning of November, I'll email all of my past clients for the past year and say, I've opened up your gallery again for one week. Um, Here's a promotion that we have going on for prints. And we're guaranteeing that if you order them by the time the gallery closes, you can get those prints in for Christmas time. So kind of similar to what, uh, what Robert was talking about.
0: Yeah, I want to I want to circle back and I want to talk about those deadline things because I think that's an important sure. thing for new photographers who maybe hadn't right. considered or
2: thought about those things. So we'll come back. Well, to and that. actually, I guess related to that, I always make my deadlines for albums and for prints very known to my clients and those expectations are extremely clear to them with with plenty of notice. So if I know that my um cutoff time for my album company is December 1st in order for them to guarantee it to me for Christmas time. I usually work about two weeks behind that. And I tell my clients it's two weeks before that. Yeah. So that way I know that if, as long as I have clients that order it by that date, that's two weeks before I can get it ordered and in to my studio to deliver to them for Christmas time. Yeah. So I use that almost as like, as a means of not getting them to rush, but I just let them know, Hey, if you wanted to get your, your wedding album in, I know you haven't gotten an album yet. Um, our deadline is November 10th, whatever the date is. Um, And if you want to get it in for Christmas time, let's go ahead and get that finished up now and get it done for Christmas time. So it'll kind of just light a bit of a fire under their butt and get them moving. Yeah. I would also use this in in the same kind of campaign, a promotion of saying, I know that we're in communication. We're getting this album done for you for Christmas time. um, But have you considered getting parent albums? If you want to go ahead and get a parent album with your main album, the price is significantly discounted because it's bundled together. And then that would be a great Christmas gift for your parents for Christmas, and we can guarantee you're going to get it in for Christmas. So, do you want to go ahead and add that into the package now? So, it could be a little bit of an upsell if you're already in communications about a wedding album with them. Um, Especially especially
1: if your album company does clone albums or duplicate books of the main album.
2: Right. Uh Um, I mean… Even for me, if it's not like... So I use Fineo and the albums that I typically do for parents are like a a cheaper clone version of it. But that's a new product line that they have. They never used to have that. So I used to have to basically order a second album that wasn't a clone. Mm. But um, for me... The cost of the album itself is so minimal in comparison to the cost of my time that would go into the editing, the retouching, the designing, the ordering, the packaging, all that stuff. So I save all that time by doing a duplicate parent album because I don't have to redesign it. I don't have to re retouch it. It all gets packaged together in the same thing. So it saves me a ton of time. So even if I'm paying the full price of the parent album, I'm still saving, you know, $400 roughly of my time that would go into it. So I can still discount it pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, The last one that I had here, well, I guess I've got two ones. Bruce, now you're going to talk about one of them. So I'm going to skip over it. It's about the idea of doing gifts to your clients. Okay. Um, But the last one that I had is doing some kind of mini session promotion. Um, Now this would need to be a little bit more pre-planned. So perhaps a little bit earlier than like November. Cause it would basically be like, you know, a a mini a mini session Christmas theme that you could have your clients come in and do and then they would get those prints and the products from that particular session for Christmas time. Um, This isn't something that I've done because I don't really do mini sessions, but I've seen a lot of photographers when planned properly, they can make a, a really good business by doing mini sessions. So that would oh, be sort of the last suggestion. Mini, mini sessions. I know oh, it's got the, a negative connotation uh, and I mean I think we probably could have a whole episode talking just about it cuz I think there's a lot of things that you can do from a business perspective that can make mini sessions really really successful. I think the way most photographers do it probably isn't super <laughs> optimal. Yeah. Um, you think? But I, I think I think when planned properly, I really do think mini sessions I think even the word mini sessions we need to throw out and kind of reframe it a little bit. Amen. But when planned properly, um I think, you know, many sessions, for lack of a better word, um, can be can be really effective and profitable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Excellent those are some yeah excellence. so th- th- those are some of just a few of the ideas that I had yeah. um, Bruce, I'm really curious to hear I know that you're doing some gifting ideas for your clients uh, this year and I know I've done that in the past and it's been really effective but maybe I'll pass the sort of conch shell over to you and let you talk about that
0: yeah so I mean in the past we've always you know done you know we send our clients a Christmas card and and, and things like that or some you know s- some acknowledgement around the Christmas season just to thank them for their business for that year again some of the some of our couples that we shot maybe early in the spring. We've finished, you know, our last kind of touch point with them, maybe it was August or September. So it's just kind of another way to, you know, put ourselves in front of our clients. Or, you know, again, the intent is just we want to thank them for their business. Hopefully that spurs something that they say, hey, it you know, would be a good time to do a family photo or I've got another friend getting married, um, something like that. So um, something we're going to do this year is uh, we're, we're going to it's going to be my it's going to be my pick. So I don't want to give it away just yet, but um <laughs> When we get to our pick of the week, I'm going to share what we're going to be sending to our clients this cool. year. It's just a little bit of a, a, little bit of a thank you, a little nice little touch. Um, so again, I'm not, it's not necessarily increasing revenue. I'm spending money to do this. It's going to be part of mar- our marketing dollars for this year, but the intent is that hopefully it will maybe bring about some additional referrals, um, You know, just get our you know get our name out there again in front of our client. Remind them that we're there. Maybe they work for a company that's having a a Christmas party and they need a photographer to cover an event, or you know, there's other things that it could lead to potentially. So, um, so one of the things we're looking at doing again is marketing to our to our existing client base uh, in the sense of sending them some thank you gifts. And then the other thing that I'm looking at doing this year is running a bit of a, a Boxing Day campaign. A very limited time. I'm going to probably run it just for a couple of days. And we're going to look back over at our uh, see, you know clients that maybe haven't purchased um, their engagement images. Maybe they, they chose they didn't want to get a full digital collection of their engagement images. Um, because we do engagement sessions with all of our couples. And then depending on which package that they've booked, sometimes they get some print product from it. Um, sometimes they get some digital files depending on the package. So for those that uh, maybe booked a package that didn't include any product and if they decided that they didn't, you know, maybe they couldn't afford it at that time, they're going to run a little bit of a promotion and, and offer them a bit of a, a discount on a digital collection of their engagement files. Because basically those files are sitting there on our hard drive, not really doing anything for us at this point. They're not generating mm-hmm. any revenue. So if we can get them to generate a bit of revenue for us, it's, you know, again, if we've had 20 weddings, maybe if five or six of them take us up on that offer, again it's just that little injection of cash flow it might not be a, you know a huge amount maybe it's you know a couple thousand dollars but that can be you know that extra couple thousand that you didn't have in January or February so we're going to look at, at doing that and again just running it as a, a limited time promo and then basically after that saying this will be the last time the files will be available so give it a definite sort of like this is the last time you'll be able to purchase your files here's this you know limited time kind of offer and hopefully, again, that'll light the light of fire. We'll see how that goes. We haven't done it before, so I'm going to try it this year and see see how it goes.
2: Hey, I have um, just as you were talking there, Bruce, another idea that I had done in the past and I completely forgot about it when I was mentioning this. And maybe it's just a little bonus that we can throw in here. Um, it's a it's a, a program that we ran that uh, involved a lot of thought and a lot, it actually cost us a lot of money. But um, what it brought back to us was uh, was exponential in terms of what it cost us. And we called it the share the love program. Basically what it was is we chose, I think we ended up doing it to 20 or 25 of our clients, like sort of our best clients. And we made up like a little package and it was like boxed and it was like sort of a big thing. But to each of those clients, we mailed them five gift certificates for a portrait session each. And we mailed them their own gift certificate and we mailed them five letters that the intent was for them to give it to five of their friends. Mm. So basically, the program was uh, if Bruce, if you were my client, it was, Hey, Bruce, you know, we've really enjoyed working together. We're looking forward to continuing to work together. Um, We'd love to have more families like yours, um, you know, work with our studio because we really just love working with you guys. So if you have five friends, I'd like to give you five gift certificates that you can give to your friends from you. It costs you absolutely nothing. And in exchange for this, not only do you look like the hero because you're giving out five gift certificates, but I'm actually going to give you a gift certificate as well that you can use next time that we do a portrait session towards your prints. And so I literally give them five little packages that they can give to five of their friends. And then when those friends redeem them, obviously I've got a new client and then I can you know do that in the future with those clients. So I've done that in the past. Um, we did it one time actually and it was hugely successful. We had a huge influx of new clients that year that were qualified high quality clients because they refer directly from someone that we love working with. Yeah.
0: So you made it easy for them to, to give that referral. Cause I think a lot of times we exactly. say, you know, I think a lot of us say, you know, Hey, if you know anybody else getting married or something, we love it. If you pass our name along and that's about as far as it goes, you actually gave them right. something like a tool yep. to make it easier, even easier for them to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Robert, have you done anything like that with your clients?
1: Um, not to that extent that, that Brian's done it. Um, I've offered, you know, I've had clients uh, in the past, you know, want to refer me and, you know, and specific clients. And I'm like, hey, if you do that, then I'll do this for you, you know, type of thing. But I've never done a promotion like that.
0: Hmm. Excellent. Well, that's a good, a good, uh, good tip. I like that. So I want to um, let's circle back because I want to I want to touch on the the timelines and the deadlines um, yeah. thing, because I think that's an important um consideration that maybe a lot of newer photographers, maybe if it's their first year, or maybe even their second year in business, maybe they haven't thought as much about that. But um, what are your guys' uh, timelines and deadlines as far as Christmas goes? And what are those based around? What are some of the factors that influence those deadlines around Christmas time? Just again, sort of more advice for newer photographers, like keep this in mind when you're doing, you know, if you are going to run something that's a Christmas sale or, or Christmas promotion.
1: Well, as far as a promotion or even like I know Brian brushed on it, uh, like albums. So, of course, um, you know, this is a wedding show and hopefully we're all selling wedding albums. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, of course, you're like Brian mentioned, your album company will have a deadline. And I always do the same thing. Like I even like sometimes go three weeks to a month in front of my album company deadline. Because I'll tell you, you know, to the new photographers and the other people listening can concur, but you'll get that client whose wedding you did a year and a half ago, and then they'll come to you, you know, two weeks before the deadline and want to order their album. And, you know, you say to them, well, you know, this is probably going to be hard because of my cutoff, you know, and then they'll get mad at you. Or you just have to have that deadline. I mean, I think the the most important thing is, is you don't want to take that order and try to please that client if you know it's physically impossible because ultimately you're the one that's going to suffer in the beginning because you know you'll have that client like i said that procrastinated for a year and then they'll place the order and expect you to jump through hoops in three weeks to meet their deadlines i mean i I get this all the time i've had people that Mm -hmm. i had a bride just yesterday text me that I did her wedding, I want to say, in 2006 or seven or something like that. <laughs> and she's like, I you know, I want to get my albums done because I want to give it to my husband for his birthday. You know, well, yeah. when's well his birthday? In a month. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's not just a month-long process. I've given you all this time for you to do what you need to do and you're not doing it. You know, I've there's way more to that story, but she's definitely one who's procrastinating.
0: Yeah, yeah. Clients will absolutely procrastinate. So you do like, like you say, if you have a deadline with your album company, like I I think our album company to deliver guarantee the delivery before Christmas. Now that's again they're saying guarantee the delivery by Christmas. That might mean December twenty third. Yeah, right. Exactly. So now you have to also factor in. Okay, how are you then getting it to your to your client? Are you gonna want to be running around on Christmas Eve like Santa's little helper? You know, delivering albums all over the place. Um, I know I don't. That's not how I want to spend my Christmas Eve, right? So I always make sure if if I'm going to get any product in or get it out to a client, December twentieth is the absolute sort of end end game for me. I don't want to be spending the last couple of days before Christmas running around in the snow and fighting traffic and everything else because I'm probably going to need to be doing my Christmas shopping at that point. So, <laughs> <laughs> cause I'm a guy and that's what we do. Um, right. So I, so I know that my deadline internally is going to be December 20th and then I kind of work backwards from there. So most of the album companies, it's usually mid November, is typically their cutoff um, yeah. if you want to have it in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So again, I'll mm-hmm. usually start, you know, telling clients if you don't have your if you don't have your final kind of order in by the first week of November, second week of November, that we can't guarantee Christmas delivery. We can certainly still take your your, your order and, and happy to process your order. Uh, we just can't guarantee Christmas delivery if you submit it after you know X X date. And our album company is in Italy and they actually shut down you know they're European so they actually know how to take holidays. And they shut down for like three, four weeks and they're not open again until the beginning of the year. So if they place an order after the Christmas cutoff deadline, then they typically aren't going to see their album until mid January and January. So that's something if you're a new photographer, kind of keep that in the back of your head is you're going to have, you know, Christmas deadlines and there's always going to be this mad Christmas rush. People want to get stuff. We're, we're creatures of habit. We're procrastinators by nature. If you have a deadline, change that deadline so that you're allowing yourself enough time to get that order submitted, placed packaged, delivered, you know, whatever needs to be done to that package.
1: And, and I think that's true if you think about, even if we go back to our promotions and whatever promotion you decide to run, uh, think of it in reverse. So, you know, you want to get, you know, Christmas cards or whatever you're going to do, you know, you have to kind of think about it backwards. All right, well, if I want to shoot sessions for holiday cards, well, I probably want to have those shot. Uh, by november 30th at probably the latest i mean yes you could go into because people procrastinate into a couple weeks in november but i would set mine at november 30th so if i want to get all those shot that means i need to probably shoot them in october and november um, and that means i need to start running that promotion probably in september yep so you just kind of have to think, or, you know, whatever it is, whatever your workflow might be, like Bruce just mentioned, shipping and those things, you know, you have to kind of think about that and then work backwards. And then that's how you should set your deadlines for your promotions.
0: Yep,
2: absolutely. Brian, any thoughts on uh, deadlines and those
0: things? No, kinds I mean, I,
2: I'm on the same, you know, train of thought as you guys. I just think it's really important that we set expectations with our clients. Um, I have no problem... Um, blaming my lab on things like that like i actually like like i guess in, in a way it's a tactic because i don't want them to be like oh come on brian you can do it i miss a deadline, you can do it i basically tell them if i know i'm bruce i'm like you if i know my deadline for my lab is december 1 I work two weeks back from there, and I tell my clients that my deadline is two weeks before then. So, if it's November 14th, I actually reach out to my clients and say, if you want guaranteed delivery for Christmas time, my deadline is November 14th, and that's for my lab. So, unfortunately, anything placed after November 14th will be done after Christmas. And I also set the expectation that anything after November 14th won't be touched until after Christmas. I explain that my labs are busy doing all the rush orders for Christmas that they won't even be touching things that don't make that deadline until after Christmas anyways. So it's either before November 14th and that's dictated to me by my lab. I tell my clients that and I say anything after that we'll be looking at into the new year, possibly end of January, beginning of February. So I just I'm very explicit about that and I use the it's my labs deadline as the excuse so that they don't be like, oh, come on, Brian. It's like it's one day after. Come on, we can do it. I basically say, listen, I'm so sorry. Like that's the deadline that's dictated to me by my lab, so I don't have any control over that.
0: Yep, and it and it is. I mean, really, realistically, yeah. it
2: is. You're not. It's not something
0: that's uh. You know, you're not no, lying exactly. to clients. It is. Right. It is that the labs have these deadlines, right? But you're right. Clients will try to push that. They'll try to see how far yeah. they can they can push it, right? And oh, come yeah. on, you can do a favor, right? So yeah, it's yeah. Definitely, the lab deadline is, and I found they're pretty. You know, they're pretty hard with that deadline, right? So yep. And you also have to budget, too, for unforeseen things, too, right? Like our albums shipped from Italy. Sometimes stuff happens with shipments, right? Christmas time, right. you know, anything can happen, right? There can be flight delays. There can be all kinds of things can happen and stuff, you know, might take a couple extra days. Well, if you were expecting it December 23rd and it's delayed by a couple of days, well, guess what? Santa's already come and gone by then. So Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have to give yourself some of that wiggle room too and 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 set those expectations, like you say, with with clients. So yeah. Yeah. You know, lab meet bus, bus meet lab. <laughs> <laughs> we love our labs, but yes, that's you I mean you have to set those expectations realistically yep. with clients. Um, so let's just let's talk maybe about products. Um, what are some products that maybe would appeal to and let's let's specifically talk about wedding you know, our wedding clients. Um, obviously, there's some things we could do around portrait sales and, and that kind of stuff. But are there are there products um, specifically that wedding photographers might maybe they haven't considered before? Maybe they haven't added it to their product line that you guys maybe have found are successful mm-hmm. and that are particularly good at Christmas. I think mean, we've all talked mentioned parent albums. Are there other products like parent albums that you've found are appealing to brides and grooms that maybe may, would make a good Christmas promotion or something that a product that they might purchase?
1: Well, I think the immediate one that comes to mind would be a portrait. I mean, again, we're in an age where most people are not ordering reprints anymore. I mean, it's up to us to sort of push those sales and encourage people to order them from us. And then, of mm-hmm. course, wall portraits, you know. Um, so you that's a great time of year to do a wall portrait promotion and say, hey, you know, normally my 16 by 20s are $500, but, you know, for Christmas holidays, we're doing them for 300 for, you know... The next two weeks again creates emergency. Put a deadline on it, but make it a nice value add, and and uh, make sure um, you know you're going to still make a good profit. Maybe um, you know you can offer the part of the the promotion on the print, um, and then uh, follow up with a frame. You know, offer like, hey, we'll frame it too for you know. There's there's creative ways to do that. Even holiday cards, we've talked about that. Um, you know, people, a lot of times people use their wedding photos, especially the first year they're married as their holiday cards. Um, Uh I know there's not a huge, huge profit in holiday cards, I guess, depending on how you do them. The idea is you want them to order from you and not from one of the other bazillion other outlets. Um, but if you did it in such a way where you're selling four by six prints, you know, you sell 300, four by six prints, 204 by six prints, even at a great discounted rate, you know, you probably could still make a dollar. On each one of those prints, maybe you sold them for two as opposed to your normal $10 fee for a four by six, but based on the quantity in one image and you sell 300, you know, so you make 300 quick dollars. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to think that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you do that over seven or eight clients. Right. And there you go. Yeah. Those are some good tips. So
2: some portraits, some Christmas cards. Brian, how about you? Yeah, I, I think – um for me, I mean, my business model is perhaps a little bit like I, I serve the, the quasi higher end, like not like the the top of the line because I that's just not my niche. But um, for me, you know, my advice would be and maybe this is a little bit bold, but to say don't get caught up into the kitschy kind of products like and again, this is just my opinion as a wedding photographer. I know that there's all kinds of great products that we can use like, you know, like uh handbags or like, you know, little, little keychains. Like yeah. like keychains or like, you know, I geez, I saw one company last year at WPPI <laughs> that had shower curtains that you could have your photo printed onto. And it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine like, you know, going into my bathroom in the morning and seeing a giant wedding photo of me and my wife as I'm showering. I mean that's just weird. But you know, my my thought is that like wedding photography is a it's a traditional uh act, right? I mean it is it is supposed to be classy and elegant and, and traditional. And so my thought would be stick with those products that are that are you know suitable for that kind of photography. So mm. it's as simple as doing prints in which would include either just flat prints or wall portraits or canvases um, but then on top of that albums and parent albums, yep. those would be my, like, you know, like that's, that's the core of what a wedding photographer should be offering. And I think if we go too far outside of that, we could just be seen as being a little bit kind of, kind of kitschy, you know? Right. And, and I, I just, I try to avoid that in my own business and that's what I would recommend that to most photographers, I think. Yeah. Um, the only other one that I might consider is I know that some album companies offer like substantially lower priced like book type options, like little kind of like, like flip books almost. Like you can get them for like 30 bucks or 40 bucks and you can get them in packs of like eight or something. Yeah. Little mini books. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know that Graphy does that. I think there's obviously quite a few other companies that do that. Um, but they're really low price. The quality is nowhere near what would be there in an album, but it might be something nice if you wanted to say, "Hey, you know, you could give these to your aunts or your uncles or your grandparents or just some little things." Like you'd say, you could get a pack of eight of them for you know, three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks. If it costs you, you know, fifty bucks, that's not a horrible idea. Yeah. Um. So, so that would be the only area that I might say would would make sense to go into the those sort of smaller kind of kitschy type products. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, albums, prints, wall portraits, and even at that, like, you really have to think about um, offering what makes sense, right? I mean, like, if you were to offer to your clients, oh, well, you can get a a wall portrait, and you can get a canvas, and you can get it mounted, and you can get aluminum, and you can get it printed on acrylic, and you can get it float mounted, and you can get it framed, and we have a thousand frame options. Like, it's just too overwhelming for people. Mm -hmm. So, you have to pick what makes sense for you and keep it simple because if you have to give them a chinese takeout menu oftentimes the choice it's it's too much to choose from they're going to choose nothing yeah so you have to be smart about what you're offering them as well
0: yeah okay. so yeah maybe focus your promotion on a very specific product exactly like yeah, a parent exactly. album and say let's right. drill in on parent albums this year yeah and and promote them and and really focus on on that aspect and see totally know, kind of build it from that totally yeah. Excellent. Good suggestions. Well, I think, you know, I think we've given our our listeners hopefully some good advice in terms of how to drive uh, some revenue or increase their revenue or help hopefully improve their cash flow over the slower months, whenever those might be for you. It might be around Christmas time. Again, it might be in a, in a different time of year, depending where you're located in, in the world. But hopefully that's some, some good advice. So we're running a little bit long today, so I'm going to skip the listener question this week, and we'll we'll maybe we'll put that over to our next uh, to our next show. But I want to get to our picks of the week because I know Brian has to has to jet here pretty quick. So let's quickly go through our picks of the week. What Ooh. have you guys got for us that are picks of the week?
1: So I'm going to just go with, um, you know the. Look at the Facebook thing. Like, I think it's kind of interesting to market your holiday portraits and, and those type of things. You know, put a post on your uh, Facebook page. Hopefully you have one. And then, you know, pay to promote it. Um, you can hone down the demographics. You can say, I only wanted to go to these five cities in my area. I wanted to go to... Uh, females because it's primarily who's going to be looking at that 25 to 50 if that's your you know range people who are going to spend money on portraits that have children you know those are all things that you can and the more you hone it down and are specific the more people it will go to based on the dollar spend that you want to reach exactly
0: yes and we talked about this if you go back um we had an episode where it was dedicated all to um your uh You know, managing your online presence. We had a three part series, and we did uh, in one of the episodes talk about, you know, Facebook advertising specifically. So go back and listen to that episode as well. Have some tips in there for you. So, Facebook advertising, excellent.
2: Brian, what have you got for us this week? So, um, you know, if we're talking about offering products to your clients and, you know, having this this high perceived value, right? I mean, we can't just, if a client, even with regards to uh, holidays or even just in general in your business, if you give them a four by six print that you just charge them $25 for, that they know that piece of paper could have been had for 25 cents over at Walmart. Of course, there's the argument of the work that goes into it, but I really think that if we want to have a high perceived value, we need to be packaging our prints and treating them with the level of care and attention and with a boutique style that, That we should be because we're charging the prices that we're charging. And so packaging is a huge thing for photographers. And I think that we need to really pay a lot of attention to making sure that everything looks professional. Um, There's a ton of resources out there for packaging. But one of my favorite, I love Design Aglow. Design Mm. Aglow in general, they've got some incredible templates, some amazing resources for photographers over there. But they actually have a whole packaging line. That you can go and order USB drives and boxes and and tissue paper and ribbons and bows and uh, totes to put your products in and everything that you would need to give your products, whether it's a print, an album, a book, anything, a really nice, finished, polished look. Um, So I would recommend that. And then... Bruce, I know when we were talking off air about this, um, you, you also have a resource that you were going to recommend that I'll just kind of punk quickly because you pivoted. Um, they've got a you know, specific to holiday stuff, they've got a client holiday gift kit. Um, and in that, you've basically got like you've got greeting cards, you've got some different cards, some ornaments, um, some magnets, a whole bunch of like little things that you can have as like a little gift kit that you can give to your clients. Um, so, designaglow.com is an amazing resource and they have. Um, a ton of different things for you, no matter what you're looking for. So that's my pick of the week. Awesome. Excellent pick. And I, I was actually going to make that a pick as well. So that's
0: we're on the same page there. So I'm going <laughs> to pick one of the elements that's in that there's a holiday gift kit that they have from design and glow. And one of the elements that's in there is a is a metal ornaments that you can get um they're made from pro dpi there's probably other labs that offer these things as well Uh, but there's these really nice metal ornaments again you can uh, get a photograph done on one side and then you can put a message on the back side and so one of the things we're looking to do this year is we're going to make some of those up um and just send them out to our clients as little thank yous with you know choose a photograph from their wedding and then just a little message on the back and it's a little christmas ornament that they can hang on their tree you know congratulations on your first christmas as a married couple or something to that effect um, and you know may, hopefully it'll be something that they'll hang on to for years and years and it'll become that you know kind of that keepsake ornament that they keep on their tree and then look on the back and they'll always remember that you know we were their wedding photographer so that's something that we're gonna be sending out as a little just a little client thank you gift again keeping keeping ourselves front of mind in front of our front of our clients and Maybe they'll need us for some family photos if they make some babies over Christmas.
2: <laughs> so, Would it be awkward if you wrote <laughs> that in a letter to them?
0: Um, maybe. Please I make <laughs> babies so we can
2: sell you portraits. Please, Please make, make babies. babies. <laughs> this Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Excellent. Good job. Well, good picks, guys. Again, we'll have links to all of the picks uh, of the week in the show notes for this episode. Well, I think that brings us to the end of another episode of Twip Weddings. So I want to thank our sponsors again for their support. And we want to remind our audience, please send in your questions and comments for the show and and share your thoughts by uh, leaving your comments or talk about us on on our Facebook group or get in there and start discussing things. So before we go, uh, what's everybody up to in the next little while and and where can we go to find find you online? Brian, what have you got
2: going on? Well, we are, I guess by the time this goes live, we're probably... Publicly launched with Sprout Studio, so that is. uh, I'm predicting that's going to be super exciting. But uh, yes, that that should be the case because I'm kind of speaking to the future right now. This is the future (laughs) version of Brian talking to future Brian. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I mean, obviously, I've mentioned Sprout Studio here on the podcast a number of times. Quick background: It uh, allows photographers to do all their business management, all their business processes, and it really streamlines the workflow um, into one. Nice place. So it's a a web-based software. It allows you to do proofing uh, with online galleries, digital fulfillment, all your invoicing and your client management and questionnaires, allows you to do album proofing, uh, sales galleries, a whole bunch of things all in one place. So you don't have to log in, log out to a bunch of different softwares and your client has a nice consistent Workflow as well. So they only have to go to one place to get everything to do with their photography. So uh, we're super excited about that. Um, you can find out more information about that at get sproutstudio.com. Um, now I'll close out the pitch and talk about the funner <laughs> educational stuff that I do because yeah. I love that. Um, com is where I write and do a podcast all about the business of photography, completely free, no strings attached. You can go join us over there. By the time this goes live, I'll have just probably gotten back from speaking at Canada photo convention. And um, in October, I'm flying down to Orlando to speak at another photography conference for real estate photographers. So that'd be kind of fun. So uh, I love talking and teaching about the business of photography. So if you want to find some free education about that stuff, sprouting is where I live. Awesome. Good stuff. And if people want to see your wedding work, because you do amazing wedding work, we're, we're going oh, yeah, go to see right. your wedding work. I, I do do that sometimes, too. So, yeah. You know. uh, yeah, <laughs> My wedding photography site is bcapphoto.com. B-C-A-P, photo.com. There's two P's in there. Awesome. Good stuff.
0: We'll put links cool. to all those yeah. things in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks. Mr. Evans, what have you got going on? Well, by the time this Hang goes
1: live to... Um, I will have probably returned from photo plus. So thank you all. who came out to photo plus and uh, saw the show. Um, it, was a, great it success. was a great success, right? The Sony booth was great just release. blowing up, <laughs> um, with all nice. the new cameras and lenses that they have out. Um, what else am I doing? I mentioned I will have shot Google Zeitgeist by now. Uh, that was an amazing. Amazing speakers. Um, just an amazing experience. My second year in a row doing that. Um, but if you want to find me in the present, then you can just go to robertevans.com and see what we're doing over there. Um, Instagram, Twitter, at Robert Evans, and Facebook page is Robert
0: Evans Studios. Excellent. Good stuff. And if you're looking for me, I'm not as cool as these guys. I'm not speaking anywhere in the future. Um, (laughs) So... You'll, you'll just have to so find me teach, online. You teach, you speak
2: every week. What do you Well, Well, okay, again, I suppose, See? yes. Okay, you'll find me here. <laughs>
0: you'll find me teaching here. So I will be teaching, but locally just in Edmonton, I've got my off-camera flash and my lighting workshops, um, which I will have already taught by the time this goes live. So again, I'm sure they were fantastic and amazing and people love them. So, um, But if you want to find me online, you can uh, visit our website, which is momentsindigital.com. And if you want to follow me online, uh, I'm at Bruce Clark, Clark with an E on pretty much most of the social networks, Instagram, Twitter, Google Plus, all those good places. And of course, be sure to visit our website at thisweekinphoto.com for all episodes of Twip Weddings and lots of the other great shows in the Twip Network. And thanks again for listening to Twip Weddings, raising the bar one wedding at a time.